black women. I just wanna let y'all know, y'all fine as hell with your chocolate ass. I mean, hey, I'm just saying, fine. And this is your boy Greg. What's happening, baby? And welcome to Get It Together Season 3. <laughs> yeah, Woo! Trey, Trey, Trey. So, if this is your first time joining us, we want to welcome you to our family. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're just a millennial married couple talking all things love, sex, and the trials and trials of life as we just pursue this crazy life together. Yes, we are. So, welcome. What's up with you? I'm very excited because. I think we have really only ever recorded one episode, like mm-hmm. recorded by camera. So this is exciting. I'm extremely happy. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait till y'all see it. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, hopefully what he's talking about is that if you've been listening to us this far, then you know we've only been via audio, but now that we're introducing our YouTube, so we're recording this episode. What it do? So hopefully it'll upload. Uh, yeah, I, I'm saying it <laughs> and, out loud. Yeah, so I'm like, so, now it needs to be done. Well, no, I'm saying it out loud because no, it has to happen. God's going to carry us. <laughs> we're going to have to make it. We've got to speak into existence. It's, yeah. It has to happen. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. What's up? I mean, you tell me what's up. What's happened in life so far? Chilling, man. You, you Where know, are we right now? <laughs> Welcome to Atlanta with the plans, man. This is obnoxious. <laughs> All right, but by now, so far, you guys know that we moved to Atlanta, Georgia. We did. We here. Very, very happy. We're, We're now so officially witty. ATL residents, and we live like right in Atlanta. So yes. this has been a big conversation, huge thing where people. Are ask like where do you live like where do you live and i'm saying i told them like i live in atlanta and they're like no like where exactly do you live? i said no our address is atlanta and my thing is that why would we move all the way from houston to atlanta to live in like i don't know a burb that just that was yeah not gonna like me. like come on now we want to live we want to see how it is in the atl we yes. want to feel the spirit of atlanta not the spirit of georgia the spirit of atlanta so yes, exactly. We want to be in the blue dot yes, we did. amongst all the rest of the red dots of Georgia. Yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, yes. so um, as far as just like why we move, that's really what we're going to talk about today. So I think Jesus it's been like Christ. a very questionable thing. You all annoy me. And it's been a huge, a huge <laughs> conversation within our families because I think for the longest time, people really didn't believe that we were actually going to move. Specifically, I would say like I know my mom, she definitely didn't. No, your mom was not happy. Your mom was not happy. I'm talking about brother, sister, dad was just like, hey, when you get to Atlanta, da, 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 da. and this is before we actually say, you know, we're going to actually look for a place, before we actually look for furniture. They were already speaking to existence. Her mom was like, yeah, if you get there. Yeah, she was completely <laughs> yeah, like in denial. Sure, you're which leaving. Which was like, I think was a common theme and kind of why I feel like we kind of kept it under wraps for a long time that we were mm-hmm. moving. Because with most people, what I'd find out is that I'd say like, oh yeah, we're going to move to Atlanta. Because we really had planned this about a year ago from now. So we talked about it in like February 2021. You want to know one thing I learned about, you know, black people, I'm going to say like, yes, black people, is when they don't think you're going to do something that you say you're going to do. They always hit you with, oh, oh, well, you know, good luck. I hope you have everything together. Oh, yeah. That's because that's like their nice and mean way of saying are you sure? Like, you really want to do that? That's yeah, like, yeah. or like a, I, that, and I also think that that response of like, oh, okay, like, we'll, no. we'll see, kind of like we'll a see. sly way of, I feel like it's a sly way of cutting down someone's dreams or plans. Nah, not my Like, you're psyching them out in nah. a way. So, because I know like lots of people would say that Whenever I was saying like I was moving, they're like, oh, okay, like sure, or like, oh, oh, good luck with that. Oh, like, are they are they really gonna move, or are they just kind of talk about you know, some people just like talk about well, they're gonna move. Well, you know, for me, I couldn't tell nobody because if y'all listened to last of season two and of our update, you knew that I had just was getting ready to graduate fire academy. I was getting ready to go work at a station. We'll talk about all that, but. I couldn't tell nobody my plans because the thing about it is in, at 
in Houston's Fire Academy, you can't have another life. So me doing the podcast was dangerous enough just being in the academy. So me telling like anybody there that, hey, I'm not going to be working here. I'm just getting the certifications and moving to a whole nother state was like, that's dangerous. That's that's they fired people just for breathing. <laughs> so oh I was scared gosh. to say anything. So the five people that I did tell at the academy, thank y'all so much for keeping that a secret. Y'all real. Because I had to tell somebody. She was actually mad at me when I told one person. And I was like, I trust them. Mm-hmm. And they kept it a secret. I mean, I guess. Even though I don't they clowned me the entire I was mad. time. I was just like, okay, I guess you told someone. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm like, that was your business. Just don't let nobody find out. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) okay, that's great. But yeah, so I mean, moral story is that we actually did it. For me, whenever, I always say that, whenever I say that I'm going to do something, I'm always, I always have the impression that do not talk about it, be about it. Mm -hmm. So if I say I'm going to do something and then I speak into existence, like it's going to happen. So I always knew we were going to move, even when we mentioned it a year ago. And... I'm just proud of us because we actually yeah. did it. And we actually talked deal. about it. Like we, it, it always came up in very separate conversations, like real quick combos though. Like I remember when we first met, you said, what's the place I want to move to? And I said, oh, probably Atlanta. You was like, me too. End the conversation. Next time was probably a couple years after that. Oh, you know, let's say we moved to Atlanta. What would you do? I'm like, well, I try to be a fireman and I try to be an actor. And you was like, oh, that's great. And then literally as we got engaged, you looked at me and was like, all right. So we moved to Atlanta, right? Like straight up. And I was just like, yeah. It, it, I mean, if you cool with going, I'm cool with going. <laughs> I'm ready. Yeah. So it, it truly has been an ongoing journey. Right. And this is not an easy move. It was not. At all. So Whew. with that being said, <laughs> we moved. So I came here before Greg came here. Oh, So originally the plan was that I would start my job at the end of January and then Greg was going to stay working with HFD for at least like a month. Mm -hmm. And so he would come in towards like the end of February. Yeah. So it'd be almost a month. It was supposed to be the end of February. Yeah. But whenever we kind of started talking about this and me thinking about being by myself, it was going to be way harder than we thought. It was not a good idea at all. <laughs> and that was not going to work because being away from him for like a week was a lot. <laughs> you got to realize it's already, we're still newlyweds, one. Two, I wasn't, the safety factor of me thinking my wife is in a whole different state and I'm all the way over here, you know, w- doing whatever. It, it That is number two. And then number three, it's just like, you know, why can't, why do I have to be away from her so long? I, when we're in the same house, I'll be looking at her like, ugh, give me my... <laughs> What? what Let me sit say? in the living room. <laughs> I'll be watching TV. She come in and bother me. I'll be like, get in, leave me alone. But it's like, <laughs> oh my God. being away from her for like just two, three days, I was like, oh man, I can't do this. Man. He was being, he was worse than me. So I came I out was here worse than her. and I thankfully had the opportunity to reconnect with the friend I've had since I, since fourth grade. Yes. Since we were eight. We met when we were eight. So this is the longest friendship I've ever had. We've been friends for 20 years. And I was able to stay with her and her boyfriend. And so I was taken care of. Like, I mean, like, I was missing Greg, but I was having a great time. (laughs) It literally felt like I was, like, back a kid again because I had a piece of home. Because I had to be with my friend, my best friend when I was little. So he was the one who was kind of back at home, like, okay, well, can you call me? Or or, (laughs) can we talk on the phone? It was a reason why, but then I'll tell you my side afterwards. It was a re- but you know the reason why. Uh-huh. Because where yeah. I was working. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And we're not going to mention that. Mm. Okay. Mm. <laughs> so, I, yeah. But yes. Anyway. <laughs> you throwing shade on my. <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm not trying to get sued. But. Nobody going to get sued. But yeah. So <laughs> that, that was really rough. And uh, we had to come here, and our place wasn't even, like, ready yet. Yeah, that was annoying. So, yeah. So, I mean, just the transition of leaving Texas, trying to rid ourselves of anything that we didn't need, and figuring out how we were going to juggle 
me getting here and then Greg getting here, like, thankfully, like, I think that in the situation, we were very blessed because we both had the opportunity to have our dads bring us That's true. to Georgia. So, like, That's both true. of our dads were with us and drove with us to Georgia. I'm very happy about that. That was extremely exciting. Yeah. And so, and just, like, with that and having, like, their support through that, it was, it made me moving alone feel better and then... Mm-hmm. Greg also coming, like, after me and stuff. Like, it made you feel more secure in that. Um, and then even just, like, with, like, having their support through all of this. Because which was, Which was very kind of, like, the thing. Like, my dad is used to driving for long periods of time. So, our plan was, he said, hey, one last father-son, you know, ride out. Like, you drive halfway, I drive halfway. So, the deal was, when I drove, my dad kind of had a chance to kind of, like, lay his head down. My whole family just thought it was a great idea. You want to know why? Because they said, because Gregory, you're going to be asleep. You're going to fall asleep. You're going to be tired. Ain't no way you can drive that far. Why was I up the entire drive? The entire drive up here. I did not go to sleep. one. I think I may have like nodded once. But literally, the whole time I drove, I was talking to my dad. When he fell asleep, I started listening to music. The whole time he drove, I was he was talking to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like... There was no chance for me to just rest. I was just, I was, I think I was excited. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was excitement. Yeah. So that's probably what it was. Yeah. No, definitely. So uh, the question is why? Why? Why, Lance? Why, why? why did we? You want, you want to tell your version or you want to tell my version? You tell your version. Okay. So the reason why I wanted to move to Atlanta, spoiler alert, I'm not going to front. I've, I've been around my very extremely happy, goat loving, close family for 28 years. That's one part. I have been around my family for so long. Nobody in my family, I think except for my older sister, I'd say she has you know, gone to the military, come out of the military. She went to Laredo when she was working for the news station and then she moved back to you. So she's really the only one that's actually like moved around out of our family. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I have to like break that that you know that transition because the only thing I did was I moved to Louisiana for school, but I only stayed there for a year. I came back, so I said to myself, if I ever had the opportunity to move, no offense to my family because I love them to death, but I have to do it because the fact of me being around them all the time, I don't want to be around them all the time. Now that I'm here, I will say, okay, I missed them a little bit. I want to be around them. I would like to see them, but it, the fact of me missing them. Mm-hmm. Which Megan every every week, once a week, she'll go. Do you miss Houston yet? Do you miss your family? Are you sad yet? And I'd be like, Well, you keep asking me. I'm not gonna be sad. I'm fine. <laughs> like every week, I'm fine. But the fact that I haven't been around them does allow me to say, Okay, I miss I miss seeing them. You know, so because I transitioned from not seeing them at all, you know, to from literally seeing them like every other day. After every I get out of work, go to my grandma's house. All of us over there. Then we go home around nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, number two was because it's, it's ATL baby. It's it's hood Hollywood baby. This is the South Hollywood baby, and you know me. <laughs> I want to be an actor, so I put two and two together. I said, "Look, man, I'm gonna take." Do they know that? Yeah, they know that. Okay. We told them that before. See, you off. I'm on. I don't know. Yeah. I remember nothing. Yeah, you don't know that. I've been through a lot, y'all. <laughs> like- oh, my gosh. But, no, so uh, me wanting to be an actor, I said the best um, way to push myself out there, the best way to promote myself is to come to Atlanta. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, this is where, fi- uh, this is like the number two spot in the United States where film is made. I, in New York, I think that was just number three. And it's just black utopia. Like, you know, a lot of black people come out here. You know, they, they love the acting out here. They love the theatrical out here. Music out here is bomb. So I said, I got to come out here and do it. And number three, very important. At, you know, Atlanta is not fire hungry as Houston. Houston blazes every other day. There's a fire Every other day, and it's actually—I don't know—and it's so weird because I've—I've I've talked to a coworker of mine at, from Houston, and he's like, "Bro, it, he went to a busy station. I went to a station that was semi-slow." He said, "It seems like I'm on a fire every other shift," and I was like, "Wow, that is sad." Man, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was—it was annoying. I went to—I think I was on like probably 15 EMS calls mm-hmm. every shift I went, but he was on a fire every other shift, and I was like, "Man, 
scared me. Like, I don't mind. It, the, the whole point of being a fireman is to actually do the job, the duty of doing it. But the thing is, I wanted to promote myself as an actor. And plus, you know, having my wife worry so much is another factor of mine. So I said, you know what? Let me push through to Atlanta, get there. Yeah, they're fire hungry too out here. You know, fire dogs uh, too. I can't call myself a fire dog yet. I've only really been in it for a couple months, but it's not as fire crazy as Houston. So mm-hmm. that's my reason for coming to Atlanta. And I, if my family listens to this, I love y'all. Please invite me to Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> well, piggybacking off of that. So whenever the conversation came about, about moving to Atlanta, I, I was on the fence for a little bit because my heart was always to go back to Dallas mm-hmm. in order to continue building our family business. However, with knowing that I'm now a married woman attached to Greg, I just felt like the trajectory where our life we wanted to go and what our plans are for the next 10 years of our life, it made more sense for us to at least come to Atlanta and for him to truly pursue acting because I was never going to go to L.A., that no, was one thing. I, 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 so that fine. that fine. was never into the question. It wasn't gonna happen. Um, and then on top of that, like with how he's just discussing that there's films we made here all the time. Atlanta is one of the top producing cities for having TV and films. So what's been different as far as like the energy here, which is that I love. Like anytime you talk about the fact that okay you're here and you want to build a business like you're in Atlanta and you want to be an actor you want to be in theater you want to do anything that you want to do the response is never a response that's in the aspect of negative or something that like it's unattainable you can't reach it and I think that with being in Texas and being like that type of climate there stating something that like oh you want to be uh this entrepreneurial business millionaire woman or you want to be this huge actor it seems as people are just like oh okay really like how are you yeah, gonna do that it was, it's like a negative point of view saying that here people will say like oh well yeah like that's definitely you can do man, that so, i have not i have not met one person that looked at me crazy when i said i'm, I'm yes literally I'm and person. so and that's just like the shift which is why like i really do like love that you stepped out on faith first of all of leaving your family and actually pursuing what you want to do in life because we only have one life to live y'all yeah and if you want to move somewhere if you want to live somewhere if you want to do whatever you want to do do it don't allow fear to be the thing that holds you back and i know that it's really hard to push past fear and it's hard to step out on faith and trust what you feel but what i've always known and even just like looking back into life that everything that i've set my mind to i've done and everything that I've prayed for has truly come true. And it's always within God's plan. So this is truly us just stepping out onto God's plan. Like this was a natural transition for us. This doesn't, it doesn't feel uncomfortable. Really how I've, we've grown closer to like my family that's here and stuff. That's been a blessing as well. So everything's truly making sense. And whenever you're moving throughout life and you feel like, wow, like that step makes sense and it's not something that's like out of the ordinary, then that's how you know that you're moving in the trajectory that you're supposed to be on. She dropping gems, man. Gems, gems, <laughs> gems, gems. But gems, really, because I just want people to know that because it's just like, I don't like, <laughs> like living scared is not fun and we just have one life to do it. And I never, ever want us to look back and be like, oh man, like, man, my husband's, he's great at acting. Like, wow, like he blew up on TikTok and stuff, but you know, never like real on the big screen. And I don't want that because we never tried because we were too afraid to leave Texas. Like I never, ever wanted to say that and stuff. And so like, we don't, we don't have kids. We don't have anything that's truly like holding us back. So we said, okay, let's step out on faith and let's do it. Um, And so. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. So and with that being said, for me, like I've always wanted to live in a city where everybody looks like me. I love that I go to the store and everybody looks like me. I love that whenever, like, as far as the people I treat, like my patients, they all look like me. And that's something that is very encouraging because growing up in the city that I did as a child, but being the only person of color within all of my classes, really much like the all, 
throughout high school, just even you go to the store and just like, oh, wow, like I see one little drop of black person there. Like that just was not like a good feeling at all. <laughs> and great. I pushed past that whenever I got to college. But to say like right now, like I'm functioning in society where Atlanta is like tied, I think with like DC for being like the number one place for like black millionaires. Um, the most, the number one place for like black homeowners, mm-hmm. black businesses are striving. Like mm-hmm. you go to a business, you're just like, who's the owner? It's normally going to be a black person there. Like, like that's like, that is amazing, encouraging. And like, and I want to have children and a family that are able to grow up in an environment like that, where they don't feel like they are the minority. Mm-hmm. So that's really what's been empowering me to really just be here and embrace and just love it. And there's so much things to do as well. It's just a fun place. To yeah, there is way too many things to do here. Houston is like, you got to catch it on a great day. It's like once a month here and there. <laughs> same clubs, same um, hookah lounges. Uh, it's like, here it's like, yeah, that just opened up. What? That, that used to be a shoe store. Yeah, it's a club now. You should go see it. Yeah, that's literally <laughs> how Atlanta is. Like, everything opens up like every three days. Yeah, a new store just opened up down the street. What? I drive by that every day. What do you mean? I didn't even see construction yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, and even things with like big tours, like uh, shows that come to town, like any like the theater stuff, um, or like concerts. Atlanta's yeah. always a hot spot for all that type of thing. So always. I'm just that is one thing that I'm very very excited about the fact that we are able to actually do stuff, and, and I want thing, to do things. The thing is, too, you got to realize for the past three, four, five years, me and Megan have been working, like. She, yeah. I was working at the hospital, crazy. She was working on her doctorate, like crazy. She finally pushed through. Then she had to start her, uh, what is it, residency. residency. Yeah, start her residency. <laughs> then her starting her residency was in the middle of me getting ready for uh, uh, Houston Fire Department mm-hmm. uh, Academy. Then once she was almost done, I was in the academy. So every year that we've known each other, we and then have we been, are planning a wedding. I'm yeah, sure. exactly. So <laughs> like, literally from scratch, from scratch, no like, wedding planner, no wedding planner, no person. <laughs> we <planned it. laughs> so yes. yeah, we, it's we, been it's been a lot of hustle and bustle. Yeah, so we really are at this year is the year she literally said because I'm so in my mind my mindset's going yeah you know I'm just working we working we working we ain't got time we ain't got time literally like two weeks ago she was like I want to do stuff. Like yeah. we finally have a, we finally have some, like we still are busy. We still are working. We still have things that we're trying to do. We're finally at a transition where we can say, huh, we ain't got nothing to do. Let's go do something. Yeah. Let's go find something. Like she literally looks online. is like, oh, they have this today. Oh, they have this tomorrow. <laughs> oh, they have this the next day. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I've been on Groupon a lot. I, oh, I forgot my. about that site. It's, it's a sad It's thing. very dangerous here. Um, but with that, how you were talking about how we're always constantly working, which I mean, even being here now, we came here to work harder as well. We came here to work. <laughs> no, 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 no. But we, so, it was like when we were in Houston, it was mandatory, like hardcore. Oh yeah, if you don't yeah. wake up, you're going to lose money. To, like here, it's like same thing. But even if, if you don't wake up, you're like, oh, I can take a breath right now. I can yeah. sit back for today. Then tomorrow I can jump back up and get to it again. Like yes. that's how and it I is. think that. Like the difference is that when we were working before that we were working to get to a point where we feel like stable, we have steady income coming in. We have like the foundation of what's what we can just live life on. So you have your career started. I have my career started. Now we have that started, but we've always known that we weren't trying to be in our career paths for forever. Like that's true. we've always said, I've always said like, I'm not gonna be a physical therapist forever. Like this is just foundational. Yeah. So now it's like we're working towards our passions and our careers are funding that. That's it. And so, <laughs> which is what we truly plan, like wrote this out. And so it's just interesting to see that we're at the point now that like our passions are what we're truly striving for. And that's what the work's being for, which just makes it more fun. Right. Um, and so I had seen, there was an interview with Charlemagne the God. And he, somebody's interviewing him, and he kind of he had said that, <laughs> yeah. He made a <laughs> response that you know you he realized that at some point in life, like always staying busy and always trying to get to the next thing, working really hard, saying like working extra, that staying busy and working all the time is a trauma response, mm-hmm. and I believe that's like why now in the midst of us 
working towards our passions that I'm very adamant about, okay, I'm going to send you a calendar invite because I booked this experience for us to go to, and we're going to go to it. I don't care if it's on a Monday after I just got off work, we're going to go to it because like, this is our time in life where we need to enjoy and have fun. Sound like you speak about some specific, but I'm <laughs> yes, literally, like I in like in that thing because I don't want to live <laughs> life in a way that we're constantly just like acting like we're gliding at the top and our feet are at the bottom of the pond. You know, the little duck analogy oh, was just yeah. like paddling, 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 and never taking a time to like actually stop right. and just float in the water and really just enjoy it. That's and right. I think that we reached a point in life where we deserve to do that. And the fact that we could do that together, like me and you, like I, like I love that, you know, I can just find random stuff and we go and do it and figure out if we like it or not. Right. That's true. Uh, I was thinking about us, how, how much we were talking about how much we love it, uh, Atlanta. And it made me think for a second, you know, who loves Atlanta more than us? Who? Your dad. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Your her yeah, dad he loves and then he already said, "Oh yeah, I'm about to see if you know." He over here talking to Megan about dropping shop, putting uh, some of the business here. I was like, "Man, he talking oh, about he's talking about crawfish time to Atlanta." <laughs> he talking about, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna catch a flight one day and say, hey, I'm I'm here." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What?" He's already been here two times. So <laughs> my dad came here and left. Like he was like, "All right, I'll see you when you come to Houston." <laughs> yeah, her dad's like, "Hey, I'm at the airport. When we what?" Yes. Why are you here? Yeah, no, like that's very true. This last time he came, he said, he said, no, like it's really, he was, um, my mom told me how to say like, it's really great there. And like how, you know, yeah. it's an area where there's, um, black people thriving and how, you know, if, if Texas didn't work out, Atlanta was going to be his like second, well, if Dallas didn't work out. Atlanta was going to be like the second destination. The reason why they didn't come here because it's too far from Louisiana and like, yeah, they're, they're Louisiana. They can't be that far from home. Yeah, your dad's a driver. And driving through, mm-hmm. driving from, we, me and my dad went through Louisiana. Driving from Louisiana to Atlanta was probably, it was very long. Mm-hmm. And your dad likes to drive, so I, I knew that, yeah. Yeah. Dallas, Louisiana, take a drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, I just, I just think that I'm really looking forward to everything that God has for us here at this mm-hmm. point in time. I mean, it feels good, and it feels right. And I, I mean, like, I feel, I definitely feel like I'm like at home. You feel at home? Yeah, I do feel like I'm at home. <laughs> well, you want to know something that I want to like throw out there? Mm-hmm. This is for everybody that's listening. And I pray to God y'all are listening. So I like Instagram. Don't you like Instagram, Megan? I love Instagram. I like Facebook. Don't you like Facebook, Megan? Not really. I okay, but hold on. Just, just, just say, just say yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. You, I like social media. You like social media, right? I mean, it's fine. Okay. It's way to prove myself. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there. So, for everyone listening and for everyone like paying attention to this video, I got one thing to say. Every time me and Megan post a picture, that does not mean it is a pregnancy thing. Oh we are not God. posting a picture to say, "Guess what? Stay tuned at seven o'clock. We're gonna drop something." Let me explain something, y'all. If me and Megan were having a baby, we would not even say it. No. We've already we've already talked about that. We're not. Saying nothing. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, you, you, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. No, 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 no. Not saying nothing as if we're not going to tell you, hey, we're pregnant when we just found out. Oh, yeah. Or when you're like three months. Or when you're yeah. like four months. We wouldn't tell you that. We, we're, we'll, we're, you, you won't know. So it's, it's irritating. Close friends joke around. Hey, when y'all going to have a baby? Uh, stop it. You know, I don't want kids, but I'm like, uh, we, we waiting. Close mm-hmm. friends can do that. Family can do that. When you somebody that I really don't hang around like that, or you're just an Instagram friend or an old like classmate or coworker, and you're asking me that, that is stupid annoying. Now, like I said, my friends, y'all joke around and say, it's okay. When you're somebody who I don't talk to every day, you ask me that, it's kind of annoying. And it is kind of a little disrespectful. Yeah, so with that being said, Sorry. I'm going to say it in a way that's not as harsh. <laughs> yeah, say, say it, but it is irritating. Though. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to be is. like real about like the... Because I understand why people people are excited for us. I get it. They people they like us. I'm guessing. I we so. we get it. We we get it. Oh my god, you're so lame. <laughs> but people want us to procreate. Oh, of course. And so 
Of course, I think that, oh, they just got married. Then people think the natural next step is like, oh, they're going to have a baby. Um, okay, which is like fine. But in like for me with my personality, I don't I haven't gotten offended like the multiple, mm-hmm. multiple times. Even whenever we were married, this was already. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, it was, into my, it was like, worse. I feel like, oh, like I, I have something to say. Um, like they people would hop on there and just be like, oh, like, are you pregnant? Mm-hmm. So. I'm not sure what's going on. I don't know. You want to go look at it? Yeah, we'll we'll be right back. We'll, we will be right back. You can take a break anyway. <laughs> and I'm back. What do so, you do? What I was saying was that, so with the person I am, I don't get offended whenever someone's asking me whether or not um, if I'm pregnant or this announcement is going to be like, oh, a baby thing. Uh, because we are not actively trying to have a child right now. But I would just encourage people to think about whenever you're asking someone that question that there can be like a lot of things going on. So first of all, as far as with like women, it's it's not okay to just expect that a woman wants to have a child. Like that's that's not really like a good thing to really assume because not everybody wants to have kids in general. In this situation, I'm the woman. Well, the the woman the woman that you were talking about past tense. What? I'm I'm the woman in this situation because I want the kid. I want to have pa- children. No, no, you know what I mean. Like right now, come here. Oh, come here. yeah. Like if it was up to him, he would have had a child yesterday. But I'm like, who's paying for that? So I'm like, no. So I'm saying like some women do not want kids at all. And so just because someone got married doesn't mean they want to have kids. And then the second thing is that being trying to have a baby is harder than like people on social media make it think or like whatever you thought it was whenever it was like 16 and pregnant. Oh, it's smoke and mirrors. It is actually literally very difficult to have a child if you really think about the science behind it. I won't go into that that deep, but truly it is truly a miracle whenever someone gets pregnant. Um, and then, like, the third thing is that there are other things going on in life right now. And so, mm-hmm. for us, like, my baby is starting businesses and being sure that we have all of our affairs in order for our life and our goals. And the Lord is going to bless us with a child. I already know that. Right. In due time. So, it's not a thing of as far as just whenever that time comes, like, obviously people will know that we're having a baby, but it won't be like the second that we get like the postal blue, I don't know, mark on the pee stick and stuff. It, it will never, ever be that. So I appreciate it, but thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> no, I'm not pregnant. I'm just 10 pounds heavier because moving was stressful. <laughs> like, and that's all that it was. <laughs> Nobody said anything. <laughs> what? Does somebody tell you that? No, but oh, I think I feel like what? I feel like that that has something to do with a post that I made. Oh, because so. I would kill them if they said that. That's no, baby, they did not say that. Oh, oh, I was gonna say that was rough. <laughs> I lost my soapbox. Woo! I just, I would have cursed them out of this. Anyways, no, I get it, but then it's like for me, I think of it in the childish sense. In this high, think of it. when somebody asks, "Hey." You know, y'all you gonna put a baby in her yet? That's literally me in my mind thinking <laughs> that you're saying, hey, are you and your wife having sex? Well, y'all yes. making love? I'm like, All why are you asking me that? You shouldn't be asking me that. That's how I think. Okay. Well, that's not. Especially a guy. Like I said. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's different for like if a woman asks me. It's kind of like, oh, I get out of my face, but you know, I, I'll push you away. Like, eh, no. I haven't it having a baby right now, but you know, whatever. A guy asked me, I'm like, why do you want to know? Why? 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 I'm very jealous. Why? Why? Why do you want to know? Yeah. That's why I think. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Excuse me. Excuse me. So yeah, I mean, let's just now I guess like let them know what's what you've been up to. Hey, what's good with it? It's time. What have you been doing so far? Yes, sir. Since being here. Well, for a couple weeks, I was a house husband. <laughs> I didn't take advantage of it like I was supposed to. 
Every time she would call me, she would think I'm like, hey, what you doing? She I like, oh, I'm watching TV. I would literally be driving around finding stuff to do. Like, oh, I'm at the DMV. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Oh, I'm trying to figure out how to send this off. Trying to figure out what to do with this. Trying to like go randomly to these random uh, parks. See what these parks are like. These random restaurants. See what these random... It was like maybe... I think so much when, free time. Yeah, I feel like when <laughs> when she would get off work is when she would see me laying down. Like you would think like, oh, I'm just waiting on interviews and stuff, or I'm waiting on potential things to happen that I'm sitting there waiting and maybe got the house. I did not take advantage of that at all. Now, like just today, I'm off today. What ha- what, what happened when you called me? I was like, oh, I'm on my way back. <laughs> yeah, he's always going somewhere. Sometimes. I'm always finding some, trying to find something to do. Uh, by the way, if you hear like random noise, which I'm a, I'm not gonna lie to you, I've been hearing it all day. Our upstairs neighbors, I don't know if they having like the most roughest sex in their life, <laughs> or if they're moving. It's the, so woo. I feel like they're yeah, moving I'm like. Excited for them. I feel like they moved like thirty like, uh, what are those things called? Pianos. Oh. I forgot what kind of pianos. That's what I was trying to think of. Like thirty. Grand pianos. They have reg- yes. I feel like they're <laughs> up there moving thirty grand pianos because all I keep hearing is. And I'm just like, dog, what are you moving up there that you, first of all, you scratching the floor. Yeah. Because <laughs> what? But anyways, yeah, so I I enjoyed being a house husband for a little bit. So for all my guys in the academy that knew that my wife was a doctor and they'd say, why, hey, why are you trying to be a fireman? You know, your wife makes more to you and uh, you could just be a house <laughs> husband, wear an apron and just cook her food and yeah. iron her clothes for her when she gets off work. I, I did it. I did do it. So congratulate you guys. I, I did do. recall the ironing of clothes. Shh, just me telling my story. <laughs> uh, so that happened, and then uh, I did get an interview, and it literally was just like I got the call when you were in Atlanta and I was in Houston, mm-hmm. and as soon as I touched down, you know, the human resource um, people in the office called me and said, "Hey, you're here, first day. You you want the interview tomorrow?" I was like. Oh, dang, I haven't even unpacked anything. Sure. Interviewed. Yeah. Literally, the next day after the interview, was like, hey, we liked you. Just flowed in. It was like, you want the job? It's all in God's Sure. So I'm I'm not going to tell you what department I work for, but I will say I work for a department in Atlanta. No, it's not Atlanta Fire Department. Um, And I'm I'm not going to front with you. When she said get sued, she means like I'm going to, like earlier, she means like I'm going to say something bad about Houston. Like horrible, horrible. Like actually mm-hmm. going detail. No, I'm not. I'm not that crazy. I'm not going to detail. But I will say my experience at my station in Houston, the, the month that I was, the, the couple weeks I was there was extremely rough. Like I came home, like this is my dream job. All my classmates are saying how much they love their stations. And it's like four of us in my class are like, I, I don't like where I'm at. I don't like it. And I was coming home looking depressed because mm-hmm. I was like, I worked so hard. I finally, after like five, six years of going through this dream, this chasing the dream, I finally made it to the mountaintop and I'm getting treated like dirt, which you're, first of all, you're a rookie. You're supposed to be treated like dirt. You're supposed to be low on the totem pole. They're supposed to yell at you and scream at you. Cool. Mm-hmm. But the way they were doing it, it was really uncalled for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, like I was talking to a lot of my coworkers, they was like, no, the way they treat you is not how it's supposed to be. You know, making me, one annoying thing, making me take every single thing off the truck and putting it back on three times in the same day, in the same three hours, like three hours together. I did that. Nobody's, I've never heard anybody doing that. That was, and, and it was before we were supposed to go to bed. So imagine me at like 11 o'clock putting everything back on the truck while everybody else is asleep. That was horrible. I, I think that day was the day I wanted to quit. I, I called you and said, I want to quit. Yeah. I, I was like, I can't do it. I'm about to, I'm about to hurt somebody up here. I'm about to curse somebody out. And it me, was bad. I'm the fighter. So I'm always just like, I have to protect him. So I get, <laughs> I'm just like, I, I get pissed. So I'm just looking at who shiny to like contact and say like, what's that? Like, I'm like, if anyone's bullying my husband, that's not okay. You're right. I have behind my wife. Like, so, so 
I was not okay with him being there, no. which was a big push as a wise. Like, you know what? Nope. Just come on, come now. No reason to wait that long. And then just come on. You gotta you gotta think, but then I had we were also living with a family member who was also kind of sick at the time. So I was dealing with leaving my wife and my family member at, at, at home, you know, my wife so she can help take care of them. While I'm at work, I'm mad because I'm there because I'm getting treated bad and I'm worried about my family member and my wife. Then my wife, you know, she moved to Atlanta before I did. So now I'm worried about my wife being in a whole nother state by herself without me. Well, not by herself, but without me. Now I worry about my family member being at home. You know, my other family's jumping in, doing what they can. And I'm here not liking where I'm at. So when I walked in, turned my two weeks notice in, I had the biggest smile on my face. I left out of there, turned all my stuff in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I walked out of there. (laughs) Oh, oh, and it was the most polite paper in the world. Like, I even, I told Megan, I said, nobody. Thank you for this amazing experience. (laughs) (laughs) You would be lying in the paper. Oh, we we in ATL, indubitably. (laughs) Just like like T.I., indubitably. I enjoyed the precipitation of my stay here, but. For the uh, for the banalization of everything, I will be <laughs> hymns forth not being here anymore. This is my last day. This is my <laughs> this is I won't be here no more. <laughs> so I left and um I got ready to move. Left my family member who was uh sick. Glad they're feeling better now. Came all the way out here. Um and like like I said, got the interview, got the job quick. It took me a whole year to get my acting off the ground. Like, just to start, like, just to get to the head start. I touched down here three weeks after being here. I already got invited to a workshop. Like, hey, come to this workshop. I got out of that workshop. They said, hey, we have a workshop in two more weeks. Come to that one. I was like, God, it moves here. <laughs> they move here. Like, they keep it rolling. Fast so pace. I actually had a chance to meet, um, I don't know none of their names because I and, and not in a bad way. The thing I'm going to say is not in a bad way because these are shows I actually don't watch and stuff I didn't watch. So I met one of the bad guys off of uh, Good Girls. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad that I'm saying that. If you watch Good Girls, it's the, the, one that has the, the main tattoo. drug dealer guy. He has a beard. He's Hispanic. Mm-hmm. You like you literally can go on Netflix and like he's the, like, the picture. He's on actually really short. So. But he's a there and he talked about how you know directors and producers and agents will look see how he looks and say, Oh, he will only get one part. Man, he talks with so much intelligence. And he's so oh, he was the best. He was he was the no, he was the best, man. He was cool. Then I met, I don't like I said, please don't get offended. I don't watch the show. We don't have, I think it's Showtime of Stars, P Valley. I met Uncle Clifford. Uh I don't I know it's Annan. Annan is his last name, but Funniest person in the world gave so much great advice. Got to meet him, shake his hand. He was <laughs> like, "Man, go out there, get your money, make it, do your thing." He said, "I should see you on something in a couple I love months." That. I was like, "Wow, they move. It yes. moves here." So literally, I'm in the in the process of doing things. You will not hear about it. You won't say you you won't hear about it or see about it until it comes up because this whole moving in silence thing has actually been working. Mm-hmm. It actually like looks. I was so used to always saying, "Hey, work that today." Which, by the way, as y'all can see, I can't fit in my shirt no more. Oh yeah, Greg's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I can't fit in this shirt no more. So he looks really good. That's 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 amazing. You always look good. Oh but, good. yeah, you know what I'm saying. You look really really good. Yeah, so good. <laughs> flips hair. Flips hair. <laughs> Flip, flips waves. <laughs> but um, nah. So get then just getting back to the fire thing. I get to the fire uh department that I'm working for and very first day I can't say this enough I said it to my wife I said I feel like the captain that was showing me around the station was about to break out in song (laughs) that's how happy they work hard stupid like we train every single day like I go to work tomorrow we're going to train as soon as I get there it's crazy I love it though because it's like hey there's something to do. Like, because at my old station, it was like, there's nothing to do, but you better find something to do. Because if you don't find something to do, I'm going to yell at you. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit in here and study. No, you better not be studying. You better find something to do. Because then it means you just have downtime. You just sitting around doing nothing. They're like, hey, find something. We got something for you to do. Don't worry about that. So they train every single day. Everybody's lovely. I think I have just, just I'm talking about the warmness of being there. There are mistakes being made. I mean, I'm, I'm a rookie. Um, 
I work with a couple other rookies, so that's a plus. I'm not the only new person there. So it just feels good just going to somewhere where I felt like I'm wanted. Because the last session, I definitely knew I wasn't wanted. But going somewhere where I felt like I'm wanted and all that. Like that day, if you ask the, my last session, they may have another way of saying it. They may have another story saying it. Well, he moved so slow. He did this. He did that. I give him that. That's fine. Whatever their their opinion of or fact was of me, that's I take that. But my whole experience was... I didn't feel like I was welcome. I didn't feel like I was wanted. Coming here, I feel like day one, my captain looked at me. He said, hey, what's up? Let's get to it, baby. <laughs> That's really how my captain looked at me. But the captain I was with, it felt like he, was about to, he felt like a Disney character. I felt like he's about to break out into something. I loved him, man. But I love, I love him there. They're amazing. Uh, I feel like um, if, you know, like I said, if acting doesn't work out and firefighting is a lifelong career, I feel like this department is somewhere where I will be for a long time mm -hmm. um, because sure. I just feel like it's there. Here's another fact. 2022, baby, we moving up. My chief is black. Yeah. My assistant chief is black. Yeah. My captain is black. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, Your chief it's, is a black woman, right? Yes. Oh, she, I'm sorry. She's yeah. a black woman. You need woman. to say that. Woo! A black woman. She even <laughs> asked me during the interview, hey, you going to trip about being taking orders from a, a woman, a black woman at that? And I was like, please, I've been taking orders from black women my whole life. You must not know who my mama, yeah. my older sister, my older sister, my older sister, my grandma, my grandma, my auntie, and my wife. Is. <laughs> I like, I take it. I'm, a, I, I'm cool with that. So I love it there. It's amazing. My whole experience in Atlanta so far has been amazing. I'm glad that I'm, I'm just pushing through with everything. And yeah. yeah. I feel like you're exactly where you're supposed I to feel be like at this I'm, point in time. I feel like I'm comfortable. When I when I touched here, when I touched down here, I got out of the um, the U-Haul. My foot touched the ground. I hugged Megan. I was like, <sighs> they messed. It sounded like I farted. They messed up my thing. They moving grand pianos up there. I took that breath, exhaled, and was like, Dang, it feel good out here. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's been cold since I've been here. <laughs> yeah, so And it for snowed me, the other day. I, <laughs> what have I been doing so far since getting here? Like working. I'm, yeah, I have been working. But. Hey, hold on. That, before before you finish that, before whatever she about to say, don't let her fool you. She about to say something about, yeah, you know, I work and I do this. Or whatever she's about to say, she is a boss here. Go, go oh ahead. my gosh. Go ahead. Okay. I'm so let you see. <laughs> I coming here, I was presented with an amazing job opportunity. So I work for Thrive Ortho and Spine. She, she can say where she works. I can't. Which is so what's really good is so they they're a company that's been in Atlanta, had like five locations across Atlanta. And it has a orthosurgeon, a pain anesthesiologist, and there's PAs also on the staff. And so they were generally just outsourcing PT into like the different clinics across the Atlanta area. But within their system, it's easier for their patients to get access to physical therapy faster if physical therapy is just in-house. So now what we've been doing is I'm rolling out the physical therapy side of Thrive Ortho and Spine. So they hired um, this other guy who's in more of the northern part of Georgia than me, who's like going to be like um, leading the southern part of Georgia. And so, yeah, like, it's been awesome. I have now opened a clinic hey, and hey, designed it. Boss. Like, it's it's been really cool. And, like, I'm literally doing exactly what I've always wanted to do and with opportunities beyond that. And so I, like, I really love it. I came from my residency, which was like a very like stressful environment, just the fact like everything you had to do. And then even just like Ooh. staying within like a huge hospital system, I would sometimes go to work very, very anxious because I'm like, oh my God, I have like 18 something patients, you know, on this day. And like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I'm really just like counting it down. And like, now I feel so relaxed. It's like, I get up, my hours are amazing. Like I get to treat on my own, how I want to treat. And then I'm able, I have access to the, the people that refer the patients directly to me, like they're upstairs. And so it's been really, really like life changing to be in an environment where the pace is a lot slower. Um, 
but I have the autonomy that I've always wanted to have and I feel comfortable and like I know who who the CEOs are and like I can text them about anything and we have meetings all the time and just like it's just like a great environment like literally when you say that you want like a seat at the table like that's for like what I feel right now and like this position I'm in to say that like I'm only 28 and just like have this position I know it's only God and yeah I just like I love it like I wake up and just like I'm so excited to go to work today just like literally like that's why and that's why and it's it's been a shift in my mindset as well too because that's why I'm able to leave work and be like okay we're gonna do this tonight and be excited about it i used to leave work and be like all i can do is just sit on the couch because i'm so drained like that's not a good sign <laughs> that's you like i will tell you that that is not a good sign and i'm like if you're feeling like that right now it's time to pivot i love that i come home and i'm energized and ready to go to the next thing because i love what i'm doing i love where i'm at and it's just a blessing and so beyond that like Greg said, I've just been finding fun stuff to do boss and lady. boss lady. Yeah. <laughs> continuously building our brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're gonna be taking everybody on ventures with us as far as what we do now. So we'll be posting videos on our YouTube channel as well. Cause um, but I also have noticed is that I don't remember a lot of things, which is why there's been a huge push for me to just like film our life. Jesus. Um what? Why you? Why'd you say Jesus? Because you don't be remembering. I don't. So that's <laughs> sidebars. That's the thing about me. Um, I don't remember anything from my childhood. Really, it's not like I don't. I don't didn't really go through like trauma or anything. It's just like experiences that my parents talk about or my siblings would be like, oh, remember we went to this place like Bush Gardens. Remember what we did there? And I sit there and I try to remember, and nothing comes to my mind. And so I don't want that to be my reality, which is why I love filming our life. And that's why I'm obsessed with creating things digitally, which is why I want to film what we do in life to put it onto YouTube. So I have a vault to whenever I like Greg asks me like, hey, do you remember we went to the fair? And then I sit there and try to think about something that happened just five years ago and cannot remember it. I can go back and look at it. So that's truly why I enjoy filming But we do. I will say, when it comes to her remembering things, don't tell her what she said and she didn't say it. She'll remember something. I remember that. She'll remember that. <laughs> like, she'll, like, you'll say, yeah, you told me you was going to get my $10. I did not say I was going to give you your $10. You said I could have the $10. And I said, are you sure? You said, yeah. I said, all right, cool. Like, That's true. I always remember what I say. Sweaty. Absolutely. Don't ever tell her. That's what you say. I, I ain't say my that. Words. But you, but you be like, girl, remember that time we went to uh, uh we went to the, the the strip club and that stripper was like, hey, I was like, you, she be like, no, I have no recollection. Like, I of what don't you're recall talking about. at all. Nothing I don't know what you're saying mind. to me. Get out of my face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's been really good. It's been exciting. So Atlanta has embraced us and. We're ready to just, you know, embrace so, that. Let me ask you this. Being here for the time, because, I mean, we've only been here for what, two months now? Not even two months. It's not even two it's months. It's not even it's been two been months. Like a month well, you, for two. you, it's been a longer. I've been here probably a month and maybe a week or two. Then that means I've been here for a month and like three weeks. Yeah. So, <laughs> you being here, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you in Atlanta so far? The craziest thing? Craziest thing. Besides, like, are moving issues? Oh, it could be that one too. Just the cra- anything that crazy that happened to you during the moving process, like anything, like from from uh, you first getting here to literally us doing this podcast. Oh my gosh, that's a big question to ask because now I got to remember what's happening. Oh my god, like, the craziest thing that's happened to me. Yes. Ugh. Can you just go first so I have yeah, time to Yeah, I'll think. go first. So the craziest thing that happened to me was, see, all right, so boom. The way Houston works, I knew with my uniform where to go, what to do, where to drive, what go, what grocery stores and gas stations to drive to. I mean, because I live there. I know, I know what the hoods are. I know what the, the suburbs look like. I know where the high schools are. I know where... The corner store is, and I know where the gas station is. I know where all that stuff is. Here, this is a the area we in has been gentrified. We ain't, I ain't gonna front with you. Let's be honest. The area we live in, it was an old kind of hood. Now it's like very gentrified. Uh, still aspects of it around, but it's very like mellowed down. Like it's literally it's like a white lady outside walking her dog. 
That's how I look at it. Mm-hmm. So I get off work. I think it was this was a, this was a weekday. I got work, and like I said, our, I, the gas stations I'm driving by every day. I'm like, all right, so I know that's the gas station I go to here and there. If, if I if I run out of gas late at night, like three o'clock in the morning, that's the gas station I can go to because I I know it's still dangerous, but that's the safest one. Getting off work, I get off work at like seven o'clock. Cool, I'm driving home. I'm out of gas, and we already in a gas crisis. So I some reason something made some uh, weird motive in my head made me take a different route from where I'm working at. I take this different route. It's still on the way to our uh, apartment, but we live by this, like, it has to be a prison. Somebody said it was a prison. We live by this, like, Mm -hmm. but they said they don't think it's a prison no more. It's this big, like, long, like, it's like huge acre of, like, land. It's like barbed wire everywhere, but it's a prison. They said they think it's an older prison that's been shut down. So we live on the other side of it, across, like, some train tracks, whatever. On the other side of it is an is like where you see more gas stations and stuff. I go to that side instead of going to my regular side of, to the gas station. I drive up. I'm like in my car. You know, I got my my holster with my my um where my radio goes. Now we don't have guns. We have radios in the holsters. I get out the car. Mind you, I still got my full uniform on. So, AKA, what do I look like, Megan? A police officer. I look like a police officer. Yeah, you do. I walking. Like I said, I know where gas stations stop at in Houston. I'm walking towards the door. I open the door. There are four males. I think the oldest one could have probably been 20. When I tell you open the door, these Negroes scattered, <laughs> ran. Like, oh. Oh, my goodness. One of them was trying to, like, run out the back. Then he turned around looked at me. He was like, oh, hey, y'all. Hey, no copy of fireman. <laughs> And me just waking up, getting off work, working a 24-hour shift, I was just like, I just snickered and just went, oh, bro, you know, I don't care anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and one of dudes was like, yeah, because you know, we over here doing illegal activities. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. I don't care, bro. I just want to Gatorade. <laughs> oh my I said, God. I just want to Gatorade, put some gas in my car. <laughs> and, it was just, and they was like, how much you bench press? How much you bench press, man? And I was like. I don't know. I, I haven't maxed out in a long time. Ah, man, I know you've been pressed like 400. I was like, I just want some gas and a Gatorade. <laughs> I don't want a conversation right now. Get my gas, get my Gatorade. Told Megan, thought she was going to laugh. No, she didn't. I was pissed. She was very upset. Because we don't that's know that's so dangerous. Because I, well, I didn't know. Y'all, whenever he showed me where this gas is that he stopped at in the area. It does not look like some place that you need to go stop at. Like, ever. Okay, like, but ever. It's, it's different if I stopped there at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. But I went there at, like, 7, early, bright eye. I literally just passed, like, two police officers on the way. So I'm like, all right, it's still a, it's, it's still three minutes away from my house, going all the way around that big acre, patch of acre of land. So I'm thinking, like, oh, okay. Cool, same. And it's still, it's just the fact that the craziest, to answer your questions, craziest thing has happened to me since being here. It's, like, coincidences as far as just like i i watch the news a lot now because obviously we don't know this yeah, morning like nothing, that so, so i want to know what's going every on morning. and it seems like there's been a pattern that when i've been to a place and something happens at that place or as far as just like oh passing by the state fair and then like the night the day i look at it and pass by it they're on the next day of the news like oh shooting at the state fair and like it's, it's right down the street it's like oh i actually like, like passed wow. by that or like driving through what's called it's not uh, like the pride walk and then see on news oh the cars are like zooming around Doing that donuts so that's it. just been like yeah like <laughs> little occurrences like that where oh i was just there and now here it is on news that's, something bad has happened that's funny so with that being that's said crazy. yeah i was irritated that he just stopped upset. and just went to this place in his uniform i'm like you don't know these people kind of got scared and shot you but look look see so it's just small stuff the thing like about that. me is you know i talk real i'm an actor so I gotta I gotta put on my acting thing. So you know I talk real proper. I'm like, oh yeah, man, I'm just stopping to get some gas. You know, just on my way home. I had to pull in my bag and uh, that that old Woodson Jaguar, Madison High School, Texas Southern, Scott Street, uh, slang came out. I was like, shit, man, I'm just out here just trying to get some gas. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to get a Gatorade, bro. You know I'm tired. <laughs> Oh my god! She doesn't find it amusing. I'm I just, don't. I don't I think just, it's funny at all. <laughs> so yeah, but um, yes, 
I mean, overall, <laughs> great experience. We've given you guys the rundown nope. of you know what's kind of like cured. So the next episode, we're gonna talk more about you know the adjustment and like how hard adjusting has been. That's why I said no because I'm like especially especially deep. for me. So. Is I've been through a lot within this past time, like trying to move, and it's just you know one episode is not enough to really give it to you. It's so not. we'll be back next week to kind of talk about the ups and downs and downs of what's really occurred here. Ups and downs and downs, <laughs> and downs <Yeah>. and downs. <laughs> so once again, thanks so much for getting your life together with us. You can always find me on IG at Megan.Janet. You can always find me on IG at Gregory.K underscore. And please be sure you're following us on Instagram at Get It Together and uh, TikTok as well. And then YouTube. So you can keep up what we've been doing. So other than that, if all hearts and minds are clear, let's get out of here. Everything cool. That's a bit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye. All right, now. Nah.